welcome to a very special episode of Scarves Up, the final one of the 2016 year, and this is what we've been waiting for. I'm here with Nathaniel Maymoudis. Wait, I am Nathaniel Maymoudis. I'm here with David Maymoudis. Hello, everyone. Uh, and a fun way to, and uh, just um, fun way to start the show, to start the show off with celebration after the Sounders win. The 2016 MLS Cup! We all know what's going to happen, right? And come down to the wire. So we're going to talk We're going to talk about that game. Then we'll move on to what the... Uh, then we'll st- start looking forward to seeing what, could, what we think is going to happen to the club moving forward from this. From this. So we'll... And we'll talk about... Uh, our favorite things from the year. We'll give our goals of the years and our save of the year. Year we'll go over those, and uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna be fun t- uh, after a great turnaround season. So okay, let's get to the MLS Cup. So we didn't manage here. I never gave up hope. You. On the other hand, you you started to doubt a couple of times. I had some doubts. Uh, but uh, even when we were playing the Timbers, well, this was actually out. This was one of the losses that Brian Smetzer had, uh, and they scored four goals. Uh, they scored four goals, and we came back to score two. Uh, I wasn't. I was. I was always staying with them. I was always. Staying with the team. So you, like Brian Spencer at halftime of that game, told them to stay with it and do what they could do? So let's get to the game. So in the first half, uh, and so Sanders winning without a shot on target. And uh, it was I don't think there'd ever been an MLS Cup in which either team did not have a shot on target, winning, win or lose. Uh, but well, Toronto but, did have. Shots on target. No, I know, but I mean, where, where any team yeah, somehow well, yeah, managed no to team, go no the team. entire game without a shot. But uh, we just continued. We just played great defense. And uh, we were living on the edge sometimes. We left yeah. Chad Marshall and Torres in situations against Giovinco and Altador, who are couple, much, much faster. Of possession right in the box that were a little scary. Uh, but, they uh, never really had a running goal, but they had some... But Altador goes wide a couple of times. Uh, and uh, Stone Fry coming up huge, and his save in extra time is my save of the year. Wait a minute, that's my save of the year. Well, of course, it has to be our the save of the year. This is just incredible save to. He's go. He's getting the. He goes the other way, and then he has to plant his feet, dive to the left, and Josie out the door. He almost didn't get to it. He dives way yeah, too. Early and just gets to it, and then he has to pull it out. You can see it's on the line, it's on right, the post, well behind and, his head. and pulls it back. And then Roman Torres can clear it. This is an incredible save, and it had to be the save of the year. Um, definitely, definitely memorable, and it's one of the reasons why he was named MVP of, of the cup. But Fry putting up a great performance, then uh, so. So so we got Ricketts, we got Ben Rue, we got uh, we got Tivinko who who uh, went off, only had that one chance. Ben Rue and Ricketts 
and out the door with a couple right. unable to finish. Oh uh, yeah, Ricketts the one. It grazes the side of the right post, and uh, that was the most year-wrecking. And but and but uh, I I I might think Giovinco if he if he gets it hits that right. I think Giovinco's is the best chance. Well, I mean, but Fry was was there. He was ready. He's for there, it. but I mean, I'm not saying Giovinco can't score from that range, but with uh, that the other one with uh... also I got scared anytime there was a corner or a free kick because Giovinco he he had two free kicks that were in good shooting positions and he put them both off the wall which was nice but then the corner kicks uh, as they said they Toronto scored like three out of four goals and just in general they won a lot more headers off of us than most. Than most teams do, you know. Normally, yeah. you're used to Marshall and and Valdez pretty much out jumping everyone they go up against. But we were losing yeah, a lot Ante, of hitters this game. Outdoor is big, kind of is big, and he's tall. But also, Moore was was coming up and, over yep. Valdez on a lot of balls. And he and he's good at, uh, but Outdoor is really he he's good at taking his he's, space. He's like Eddie Johnson, um, how Eddie Johnson used to play. He's big. He's he. Uh, he's, Eddie Johnson, I think, used fast, to rely more on running, whereas Altidore is better at pushing. Which is sort of after my own. Yes, heart. but I think, but in Eddie Johnson's time with the club, he scored a lot of goals just from from free kicks or uh, for headers, and part of that is got to be the great service from Rosales. But I, I think they, there's a lot in common with them. I think that's one of the reasons why they both uh, have been were Eddie Johnson not really noticed anymore. By the national team, but uh, it's why they're both noticed. Now we go to the penalty shootout. So first round, both both guys make it. Brad Evans steps up. We know he can't shoot, but he is good at PKs. Because yeah, uh, as you team. saw, a lot of it is just about outsmarting the keeper, fry diving the correct way almost every time. Yeah, it's uh, for the one time. Managed to wrong foot their their yeah. their keeper. So Josie out the door. He scores. Then the second round, and this time, Andreas Ivanchitz, the last time he took a penalty for us against Dallas, he was saved, and it was a good penalty, but a great save uh, by the Dallas keeper. And then Michael Bradley scores up, and just like in the Gold Cup, when Panama beat him, another time Roman Torres had a big impact uh, in a shootout, uh, Michael Bradley draws a save, and this is just a bad penalty. But then Fernandez sets up, and um, in the third round, after another go by a Toronto player, I think it it was the other Canadian, might have been Will Johnson. Yeah, I believe it was Will Johnson. Uh, He steps up, and... uh, I know, it was Ben Rue. Uh, He steps up. He makes it, and but Alvaro Fernandez... Uh, draw save. This is not a good penalty. Just does not have enough pace on it. Um, and if you ask me, I'm kind of surprised. Uh, they say the announcer John Strong said in the fifth round that Ladero that they wanted Ladero to go second, but Ladero was said he was going fifth. Um, I understand that, and I think that's why Alvaro Fernandez they brought him up because one thing that I that I've always thought about penalties is that you want your best shooter sitting first and third. Okay. Uh, Why not second? I don't know what's second, but that's just what I've heard a lot of coaches say. Okay. But anyway, 
if you ask me, I would have, if if you're not going to put Ladero up, I think I was kind of surprised that um, Roman was not in the top five, even though he's, he's he takes a lot of penalties for Panama. And, um, uh, and, and, and Alonso, and Alonso, he's taken penalties for us before. And I was very surprised to see, um, to see, uh, him, him not in, in the top five. I would, I would have expected that. Uh, uh, and then of course Jordan Morris was off, so he, he couldn't do anything. Nelson Valdez, uh, coming off. Uh, I, what do you think, it, the Audi player index said that Jordan Morris received negative 28 points on the night. Do you think that's really fair to him? Oh, I saw that for the first half, he was pretty low. He, he wasn't getting a lot of the ball, but I think that was... He didn't get a lot of the ball, but I think, he, I think he made an impact. Yeah. I think, I think Toronto, uh, I think it was, it was Barrow, the guy on the right for Toronto. Uh, he did a great job defending him. I think that's... When you, when you got someone who's playing great defense, it's hard for you to really show stuff because your team's not going to pass it to yourself if right. they're if you're always on, on you the whole time. It's really you know it's hard to have much of an yeah. impact. So uh, so I I don't I don't think that's really fair. It doesn't really reflect. It, it makes it seem like he did less than he actually did. But uh, I mean it's it's just one way of looking at the game. Um. So. We go to the next round of penalties. Another make. This time it was Will Johnson, I believe. Uh, and then Jovan Jones walks up to, and he wants to continue, make it 3-3. Three, three. And he struck it incredibly well oh, yeah. up into the upper corner. Yeah, they, they, I mean, you like... Know, most people just focus on getting it low and inside the post. But most... If, and you can, if you can hit it within the top of the bar. And he does it. And him and Nadero, like, you don't really, most people don't think of Jovan Jones as being somebody strike who has a really good shot. But him and Nadero's shot were very similar and very good. It, I mean, like, and it's. Those are shots where, you know, the keeper is just not going to stop it no yeah. matter what, how he knows it. It's got going. power. It's aimed right. It's, it's, it's not going to get stopped. Uh, then Drew Moore comes well, up, Higginbrooks, and Nadero Adair- has to score, or Chris, or Clint Irwin has to save it if Toronto wants to win, and uh, Nadero ends up scoring. And then, just like the last time I was, went to a penalty shootout, um, penalty shootout, that was in 2013, Sporting Kansas City versus RSL. Um, RSL... So in the tenth round, they were shooting second after a, a completed penalty. Uh, then RSL put it off the crossbar, and the defender who's covering Jordan Morris, he put it off the crossbar, and then Roman Torres steps up, and we had one MOS Cup, and they start celebrating, and I never and Toronto. And uh, BMO Field uh, emptied in uh, a matter of seconds. Except for the Zionist fans who were traveling. And the, and the funny thing is, they set up all the stage in the, dis- the display and the way the cameras, which is backwards to where the Sounders are sitting. I don't know, did they let the Sounders fans out so they could see the display? I didn't well, I, well, when you saw at the end, it's, it looked like there were a bunch of Sounders fans walking around on the field 
I think that's probably some extra people, but... Um, but did they let them at least circle around in the stadium to, the, to get a better view? I don't know. I, 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 I think you probably had to be there to, to really see that. So, Roman Torres, his, he scores with a short run-up. Uh, I've never been a fan of this. It's just... Right. It doesn't... It shows you... It, the it, penalty cook he took, he took kind of looks like what I do in, uh, in FIFA... You know, he hit it straight to where the keeper's head would have been. You know, but luckily he probably, you know, I don't know if he was going to hit it there. Well, he takes, the pen- he takes penalties for Panama. He took one in the Yacht Cup shootout, and Panama ended up winning that. Yep. Uh, but um, it's great, and, he'll, and he will always remember that. Uh, Oliver, that, I just want to point out, that is not my go of the year. And, um, uh, yes, it is the goal that won it, but... It can't be your, it can't be your goal of the year. So what is your goal of the year? Well, we're we'll gonna get to that in a second. Second, but the other thing I have to say is, people are gonna, some people are gonna look at it. If you're gonna be a Toronto, a Toronto, I'm sorry, Toronto fans, you're, some Toronto fans are gonna be like, well, actually, we tied. Well, Toronto fans, I'm gonna tell you what I think of that. We've been in this league for eight times. We have deserve. We deserve the trophy in 2014. This so this year we make another comeback. This is our time. We won. You lost. That's that's all I have to say to Toronto fans. Okay. Now, what is your goal of the year? So my goal of the year is from the last game of the regular season uh, against RSL. Um, I'm trying to remember who passed it into Morris. Was it Ladero who passed it into Morris? Uh, oh, you're talking about Alvaro Fernandez's goal. Right. So did somebody. I believe that was. I believe that was, was Rodon. I think it was Mears to Rodon to Morris. And then Morris had the amazing back heel to put it across the goal <laughs> to Fernandez. To Fernandez, who had an easy tap in. That was my favorite goal in quite some time. So my favorite goal, my goal of the year, was. Um, from Ozzy Alonso uh, against the Galaxy, because uh, uh, I th- came down in LA. In that game down in LA, we are at this game, and it, it comes off the referee, um, and and everyone stopped a little, but Ozzy Alonso just steps up and he hits it, and it and it's just it's quite. A wicked bend on it. It's a quite. It's just a wicked strike, um, and uh, it it at that point we were winning. Uh, we're winning 4-1 against the Galaxy, which always feels good. Um, and obviously and, a key uh, point in the Sounder season, you know, when going down yeah, to L.A. and getting that win was, was huge. Both it something was, they needed to do and something that didn't totally seem possible at the time. So that is why that is my go of the year. Now, let's talk next year. So... We move so the league is moving from twenty to twenty-two teams. Minnesota, Atlanta come in. They so just the Sounders a- need to pick, figure out who to protect in the expansion draft. Yes, they've and the expansion draft has been narrowed down to to uh, they only get five picks instead of ten picks. The what new teams. Uh, they used to so when New York City and Orlando came in uh, in the expansion draft. They only picked five people total. They pick five. They get five people in the expansion draft. Okay. Like, and I'm pretty sure the Sounders can only lose one person. Yeah. But we're a pretty deep team, so there's a good chance that we will end up losing somebody. And 
So, uh, and because of that, they've given Minnesota and Atlanta more money because uh, that was announced. So, so, so the Sounders this next season, of course, uh, there are a couple players who probably won't, who aren't going to be joining us next year. We got Zach Scott. Um, he retired and retiring with a win, which was uh, which was fun to see him leave with that. Uh, I definitely one of my favorite Sounders. And doubts about um, whether Nelson Valdez. And then will come Nelson back. Valdez getting old, getting is only thirty three, but looks well, like he can't justify his salary. So if he does come back, it'll be in a pretty different role. Uh, and I think if he does, and um, I think if they don't, if if he comes back, um, he w- he won't be a DP. And uh, but I think in this off season we're definitely gonna find someone else, especially if we don't really know. It seems like Dempsey, from the looks of it, it seems like Dempsey is going to be able to go they, to the national team, about him with the national team in, and if in he does January. That, it's hard to imagine him not playing back to the Sounders. So uh, it's gonna be in- interesting. Uh, no, I I never I never heard anything if Dempsey was actually at the cup. Um, but uh, it's it's hard to know. Now we're we're gonna want to talk about two people. So Ziggy Schmidt, who uh, it seems like so Ziggy Schmidt and Clint Dempsey. It seems like they're kind of in the the same boat. It's like they it seems like they kind of wanted to bring. They really wanted to bring the cup, but then it failed. It fell through. No, so you gotta feel a little bad. For big, that. big difference. I think the difference is that any day Clint Dempsey is, wants to come <laughs> back through the front door, the Sounders will be happy to take him. And Siggy, you know, I don't know. Maybe Schweitzer is short one assistant coach, but you, you I'm have, not sure there's a space for him. At this but point. you have to feel bad for Ziggy Schmidt. Uh, you have to feel a little bit bad. He wanted to bring, um, he wanted to bring Seattle the first trophy. Um, and he never, and he was in a, he was a big part of signing Ladero, and he never got to use him. Um, I def, I'm guessing he definitely won a couple of work with, with them, but um, so you got to feel a little bad. Having said that, Brian Smetzer, um, Brian Smetzer is definitely. Right. It's hard is, to know how much the credit to give to Ladero and how much to Smetzer. Has um, has definitely made changes, and it's gonna be really fun to see how he does next season. But right now, I think, I think we're we're in a good position. We're in a good setup for next season. Now, we're so we're gonna talk about who who do you think the Sounders will save out of their who one eleven players do you think they will save? So they're gonna save. Fry, they'll save Mears. If you ask Will me, they save <laughs> you know that's hard to know because Mears is He's kind of old, he is a kind of old. Um, so we're not sure about. So let's do the ones who who we think we're gonna. So we have Fry, Marshall, Torres. I think Jones has to stay because he's been he been yeah. doing great. So that's four. Rolled on. Rolled on. Alonzo, you know. Alonzo, so that'd be, that's, that's six. Um, Ladero, seven. Um, I think even Schitz is definitely in there. Um, that's eight. Then Morris is nine. Uh, it's hard to know about 
Valdez or Dempsey. Um, but I think they they probably. I think Dempsey yes, Valdez two. no. But then, so who's on their next line of up and coming players? Um, who? So then they also so then they also got O'Neill Fisher and they got Dylan Remick, um, and then Aaron Kovar. Uh, based on who I can think of, who the who the Seahawks might lose. You haven't mentioned Brad Evans. <laughs> oh yeah, they would say Brad Evans. They would. They're told. They're told that he's going to say Brad Evans. And do you remember how Brad Evans came to the Sounders? Well, they came to. Well, he came to him with Ziggy Smith. He, no, Ziggy. He, he was an extension draft pick. Yeah. Tech. Yes. But uh, they they will they will completely they would they would definitely pick him. Um, but uh, you know, if 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 we're gonna lose someone to go to another club, uh, uh, you know, I think it might. I might say uh, Aaron Kovar or O'Neal Fisher. Yeah, they're um, out on the bubble. So I guess I, I, I guess I get and I I guess I wasn't thinking about this. Uh, I believe Jordan Morris would be automatically saved. Because he's a homegrown player. Yeah, I'm not quite sure how the rules work. I don't know. If <laughs> I that's... don't think homegrown players are allowed to. I think homegrown players are automatically saved. Right, but it may be that you have to count him as one of your slots. So I don't know if it's. I don't. I don't think that's it. Okay. Because I I remember reading something about, LA, LA had like a surprising amount of like people that they. That they could protect. That they could that were automatically saved because a lot of people actually came out of their their programs. Uh, okay, so what is, else? So, so next year, do you think um, it's going to be interesting? Do you think do you think the season will it will get any longer? Do you think I I thought some about how they could maybe push it to thirty eight games in a season. Just like UPA, uh, EPL. Okay. I think that could work. Uh, next year, now we have now we we clinched our spot in the Champions League. Uh, hopefully, we'll see if we can make it to the right. final. So that's the next trophy we can set our eyes on. <laughs> now that we've we've done them, because according to Alexi Lawless, we are a super club. Um. Now, and then, we've talked about this many times about the video ref. And Don Garber says that they're going to try to do this, like, week 17 after the All-Star game. And what is that now, What is that going to include? Is it only whether the ball has crossed the goal line, or does it include anything else? Um, I don't know. I, I think, well, well, if it's crossed the goal line, that's more goal line technology and I don't think that's it. I so think what else it's more. The video ref do? I think it's more about penalties or red cards. I don't think well, you're. Oh, I see, because it's actually a replay. It's not a. Yeah. It's not a, a. A computer determination. I think they'll thing. bring up. They'll bring over goal line technology sooner. Sooner, like sometime. Okay. Um. But it, it's definitely gonna be interesting. I don't think coaches are actually gonna be able to challenge like you can in baseball mm. or football, but. What I do have to say is, I understand they want to be the first league to do this. Oh, has it not been done in England at all? Uh, they will. Well, no, they, no, they have never. They haven't done a video ref. I understand okay. they want to have. They want to be known a little bit for trying this. Okay. But 
you can't try this in the middle of the season. It ha it either has to start at the beginning or you gotta wait. Um, yeah, I can see that. I I, I don't not ready for it. Uh, I, I I if they have to wait till 2018, uh, that's fine with me. I mean, how do you so how do you feel about it as a center referee? You know, do you feel about the 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 idea of somebody having the power to overrule a center um, ref? So, I think it might be a little bit better because it will make people feel a little more comfortable. But you think it'll? But still then be again, I think it, one of the great things about soccer is that we can disagree on on calls. Right. And um, do you think it will just be in consultation with the center ref, where he'll have the power to ask for help if he needs it, like he does with the ARs now? I, or do you think the video ref will actually have the power to make a call? I think I think it's more like. If the center ref is not sure, like he's on headset with the video right, ref, he can say, "Did the, did that guy actually elbow him?" Yeah. Or, you know, did it hit his hand? And it and it's hard to know if if that will be like, if like, that'll be like a fourth official. I like that idea. If it's sort of done the same way, the center can consult with his ARs now. You know, if the video ref is just a fifth official who happens to have an especially good view. Yeah, I would. I would be. I mean, it it would definitely be interesting to see how it works and see what happens. But I think you are losing a little bit of what makes soccer what I love about soccer. I guess they could also go like they do in the NFL, where they have the center ref stick his head in a booth and and see the play for himself. Yeah, um, yeah. I I hope they. That would obviously waste a lot of time running off to the side. Uh, especially because they don't stop the clock. Um. I, it, it's that's the other thing. I'm, I'm not. It's gonna be interesting to see how time works um, yeah. since they don't stop the well, clock. Well, it will be interesting to see what happens next season. Well, yeah, you know, we since, so other than that, nothing's gonna change since we expect the Sounders to comfortably win another MLS Cup. Okay, so we will talk. So we will be back sometime January. You will talk U.S. We'll talk what what's happened. We'll talk about any DPS, any more news about the Sounders, but. We have witnessed quite a season, and we got to remember that in 2017, you got to keep your scarves up.